Well, hello there, Dad and lovely listeners, and welcome to the brand newest installment of the podcast. Here with the podcast host of the podcast, it's me, your podcast and podcast buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, podcasting podcast, Hollywood <laughs> Steve. And we're here on week number two of No Vampire 20 right, and 23 right. edition, the month where we observe only those fanged, blood-sucking motherfuckers, and that's why on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Renfield from, that's this year, right? 2023? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it came out earlier this year. Tight. Mm-hmm. If you want to get straight on to the movie talk, there's a time stamp for you, but hey, how about you hang around here and get familiar with your buds? <laughs> <laughs> Stick familiar. around for more of that humor. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a timestamp in the podcast description if you want to skip it. Whatever you want to do. I don't know why you wouldn't hang out, want to hang out with these no, fucking no, no, cool either. guys, though, right? Right. Yeah. That's just like, oh, oh, I want to stop by your house and hang out in your bathroom. Shut up. <laughs> you know what I think I'm going to do to make myself more cooler? What's that? I'm going to crack open a Slingshot Coffee Company cold brew oh, ready to drink can of coffee dude slingshot is awesome i don't is know if it? you ever had their stuff I before haven't. not I'm a sponsor not, not a sponsor okay. but they can I would sponsor be. them yeah, they could be yeah. if they wanted to yeah it's just a good old dark cold brew coffee 150 milligrams of caffeine Ooh, to give me that focus i need to chit chat about the week of halloween that we just had did they yeah. do halloween in portland this year they did it in yeah Knoxville. yeah yeah no they 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 did it and uh i think even the kids got involved it's interesting. Whoa. Yeah, they're out in like, costumes and stuff. I don't know. What's that about? They're doing all kinds of weird stuff they out there. They were showing up at our door and saying, Sir, madam, give us a trick or we <laughs> shall treat you. Whoa. I was like, I don't even know what this means. <laughs> they do stuff a little different out they there, do. don't they? Things are huh. just a little bit different here in Portland. It's the little things. It's it the is. little things. Yeah. I always heard that it was a strange place out there in Portland. I guess it you're is. getting the taste of it, aren't yeah. you? That's right. How was wow, it Wow, man. It, you know what? Similar, similar kind of effect. Mm-hmm. You know, there was kids, yeah. there was costumes, there right, was tricks right. and treats. Uh-huh. We had a, a big ass party for our, our close friends and stuff this weekend, which was a blast. It was great. We had a very, very big old time. Unfortunately, we had a lot of people called in sick. We had like a dozen people within 24 hours of the party be like, dude, I have the flu or some kind of weird sinus they, infection. They or have cold COVID. or something. They have COVID. <laughs> you all <laughs> might have be COVID. That. Could Get be tested that. for COVID because that's what's going around <laughs> right now. It's COVID. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> wait. What could it be? It might be COVID. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'll write that down and check for that later. But also the flu. Get a shot. They'll 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 make sure you can't get it. They put a little shot in your arm. And then you don't get the thing. You don't say. Right, yeah. It's cool. Oh, it's cool. All right. All yeah. right. Um, but, you know, also, I'm glad that nobody sick showed up to the party. Oh, absolutely. That's, That's really cool of them to not, to not like, show up and endanger anyone else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had ourselves a good time. And then we went over to some friends' place that live in a big neighborhood and helped them and their kids hand out Halloween candy just last night. It was oh, cold cool. though, dude. It got cold in Tennessee. It's been it's been pretty chilly here. Luckily, we're we're warming up just a little bit uh, as um, we were recording the uh, the day before uh, the meetup or two days before the meetup. Uh, and luckily, it's it's not going to be as cold as it was because boy, it was getting down to close to freezing here. Woo! And it wasn't no fun. Dang, it's a tit nipply out there, as it they is, say, huh? It is, yeah. 
Dang. But yeah, yeah. we uh, we had a good time, man. Totally worth bracing the cold That's to awesome. see all kinds of uh, kids out there having a good time and throwing candy at their faces. <laughs> That's the way to do it. That's why uh, I do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Trick or treat, both, boom, boom. in your face. <laughs> That's my move. How about right. both? Yeah, but yeah, we had a we had a good Halloween, man. It was a good time. Do you have yourself a good old Halloween? Do anything fun? I uh, had a productive Halloween. That's for sure. Um, we recorded uh, the the most recent episode of Legacy Brutality. Go cut, check that out. It's about Halloween specials and episodes. Uh, pretty proud of it. Uh, did a whole lot of work on it. Then, I'm not uh, allowed to watch Halloween specials. They're oh. satanic. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. That's, I mean, listen, that's the good bit about them, right? Hey, oh. Satan. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, also recorded the Halloween Hell Rankers, which is up on the old patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Uh, it is, it, <laughs> boy, it was easier than i thought it was going to be going through the halloween franchise to rank them Mm. but also the low end is real low it's like (laughs) real low it's like super low i was gonna say what if you watched all of them and your conclusion was like actually they're all equally as good as the original i'd have been like i don't know you get get your brain checked get get an mri something yeah no it's it, it the thing is, though, like some of the ones that uh, I was a little bit surprised at my reaction to four this time around. I think four is a little bit better than I've always thought. It's OK. Yeah, it's, it's OK. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, got got that done. Uh, edited three episodes. Also had a little uh, watch along thing on the discord. We watched Halloween Town. It was fun. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fun one. Yeah. Uh, we. <laughs> OK. So we didn't get candy because we knew we were going to be busy and we wouldn't be able to like deal with trick-or-treaters. But we also thought we're not going to have trick-or-treaters. We were wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out had trick-or-treaters. Had trick-or-treaters. Yep. Oops. So, Uh did you give him pennies? I hope you gave him pennies instead. uh, We pretended we were not home. That's one way to do it. Okay. Yep. That is one strategy. Keep the lights off. Right. Yep. 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 Sorry, trick-or-treaters. I'm sure we got tricked. I'm sure I'll walk outside and we're egged or whatever. We deserve there it. There you go. I get it. You know, one thing that amused me very much on Halloween night is I was getting play-by-play commentary from my uh, from my mother-in-law, from Kate's mom. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. So Kate's mom's mom uh oma Oma, uh 95 year old uh german badass that lives Uh with them now and is just german as fuck um kate's mom was sending us like some of her quotes as the evening was going by about the entire trick-or-treating shenanigans Uh because she wanted to participate she gets the fomo she wants to participate in stuff but Uh also just germany don't have time for these shenanigans so (laughs) i see okay her observations were stuff like trick-or-treaters need to come at the same time she didn't like how unorganized it was. I was just kind of come and go whenever, you know? Oma's not a fan of that. Okay. Um, apparently, two minutes after that, Oma said, How is this fun waiting on children to show up so you can give them the candy that you had to buy? Huh. <laughs> huh. Okay. <laughs> Listen, 
I, I think Oma would very much benefit from our Halloween specials episode where we talk very much about where trick-or-treating originated. Maybe. Uh, and it did originate with kids. It was basically a protection racket. You give us candy, we want to mess up your house. Okay, I Kids see. have forgotten see. the old ways. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, that was actually one of her questions. She said, who came up with this anyway? Oh, well. <laughs> As if there's one person to blame, right. which I really like that idea. Canada. Canada is to blame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good times, man. A happy Halloween indeed. It sounds like you're a busy boy. Yeah, yeah, we were busy. It was fun, though. I mean, like, uh, you know, fine. Uh, those legacy brutality episodes are a lot of research. It's a month long process, and uh, finally getting it down, you know, like actually recording it is always uh, anxiety inducing until it's done, and then it's like the greatest sense of accomplishment, and you're just so happy you finally got through it. So that felt great. And then, you know, every Hell Rankers episode is a blast. So. We had a fun time, and then we also, you know, watched stuff and, and just had a Halloween as well. Hell yeah, man. I mm-hmm. watched a thing or two this week as well, man. Yeah, we went down to Central Cinema in Knoxville and watched Halloween 1978 on their moderately sized screen. I'm not going to say oh, it's yeah. the big screen, but it's well, definitely not a small it's screen bigger either. bigger than normal screen, yeah. Bigger than normal screen yeah. they have down there. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. I love that place. And of course, it was amazing getting to watch that flick uh, in a little theater. Awesome. Bunch of people. Yeah. Nice, chilly autumnal night. That was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Uh, Buffy the Vampire, Vampire Slayer. That's it's what Vamp- Vampire, right? vampire, uh-huh. vampire, uh-huh. always a blast. I love that movie, man. Christy Swanson's fantastic. She does do a great job in that. And then you got uh, uh, the late great Paul Rubens, yeah, uh, man, really hamming it up. Yeah, it's a fun time. Killer. And Riker Howard being insane, like he always does. <laughs> yeah, as he tends to do. That's a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Suitable flesh is one that we watched. So okay, yeah, I've seen this dude. one advertised a good bit because I follow Barbara Crampton on on the socials. Uh, yep. So Barbara Crampton, Heather Graham. I don't know anything about it though. Watch this movie, dude. Okay. It is. It's not everybody's thing for sure. We saw a trailer for it before uh, Halloween earlier in the week. So uh-huh. the day after a Halloween party, we're just chilling out with friends, and it's like let's put on a movie, and we okay. remember that trailer that we saw. And dude, it is okay. The reviews of stuff I've read on it, a lot of people just do not get the vibe whatsoever and totally uh-huh. misunderstand the the humor, the look, the dialogue, the pacing and feel of the movie. Okay. These people that don't get it are people who have never seen a Brian Usna movie. Ah, they gotcha. they, they don't get the tone because that's a very particular thing. You know? Yeah, it is. It very much is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Kind of like the Giallo thing, where it's like, if you don't yes. know what you're getting into, it it's going to be weird. Sense. Yeah, it's going to be strange. Yeah. So the funny thing is, I didn't know he had any um, affiliation with the movie, but we started it, and it has this almost soap opera-y kind of vibe to the sets and the okay. lighting and dialogue, mm-hmm. but it also has this like weird, um, like horny Lovecraft feel. Okay. Okay. And I was watching, I was like, man, this just feels like a Usna movie for sure. Like, it just feels like the kind of stuff that he did. And uh, yeah, it turns out, I, I can't remember if he was like a writer or like executive producer, but yeah, he's heavily affiliated with the movie. So that's why. Okay. It's it's awesome, man. Like a couple of months ago, we did um, we did From Beyond on the show, right? Yeah, great one. Mm-hmm. I was going to say The Beyond, From Beyond. I get those two mixed up in my head. Yeah, I wonder we, why. We, we had that very mistake when we announced yes. the episode yes. the week before. Yeah. <laughs> 
if you like movies like From Beyond and yeah. you like Re- Reanimator and mm-hmm. Society awesome. and shit, you will like this movie a mm-hmm. lot. I thought it was cool, and I've never seen Heather Graham play a role that fucking weird. It's okay. awesome. Cool. I loved it, man. I, I really yeah. think you'd like it a lot, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm very interested, so I'll definitely check it out. Hell yeah, man. And uh, I finished the first season of What We Do in the Shadows, oh, the TV finally. series. Oh, finally. Hell yeah. Fuck, man. It's great. God, I love it. I love yeah. it so fucking much, man. I, I And I can't even believe I'm saying it. It's funnier than the movie. The show is, is yeah. way funnier than the well, movie, and the movie is hysterical. It, the show only gets better. So That's what Kate says, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. You're going to really enjoy it. Yeah, like a couple, a couple weeks ago, and she's... I don't know. I think I want to say like 10 episodes into season two. Uh-huh. So I'm catching up to her and she said the same thing. She's like, Oh, it just, it just keeps getting better and better. Um, I love it. I'm so happy that I have like what, five seasons of this to watch now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Man. The most recent season just, just ended and it was, it was great. So yeah, you got a lot <laughs> ahead of you. So I, I, I envy you. It, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, dude. Like the orgy episode. <laughs> yeah, that's so a good one. fucking funny, man. Yeah, <laughs> so fucking funny. Yeah, and uh, the me- uh, the the vampire council where they had uh-huh. like all those other vampires in there. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. man! I was overjoyed. It's great. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you got a, a whole lot of great stuff ahead of you. So just hell yeah, keep going, man. I think I will. And this is months to do it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah, man. No vampire. More like, yes, vampire. That's what we <laughs> yeah. say. Yeah. Extra <laughs> vampire, please. It's weird that they named a month no vampire. But hey, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to go along with the traditions. <laughs> right. <laughs> what have you been watching on? Uh, we watched a good bit of stuff, man. We've uh, obviously watched a whole bunch of Halloweens uh, to, to finish up for the uh the hallowankers we called it um and boy as i said the halloween franchise the low end is real low the high end is real high and the middle is just meh you know apathetic at apathetic, best yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. um but yeah we we watched some uh some real fun stuff including a movie called fade to black which we watched just last night i've heard of this but never Watch seen it, it watch it you need it in your life yeah you're gonna enjoy yeah. it yeah What's it on? is so like i i kept like being blown away that it was from 1980 it feels mm. so ahead of its time um and like so many very recent references to film like he's watching halloween at one point which is you know oh, shit. years old yeah um He's uh, he's got like poster up for uh, Werner Herzog's Nosferatu, which came out just the year before, and I have to assume like probably around the time they were filming the movie. Uh, but it's yeah, it's about a killer who's like obsessed with movies, and he's real creepy. Uh, fuck, he's he is in a movie, one of the Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Streets. He, he you'll immediately recognize him when you see him. Uh, but the whole time I was thinking Evan Peters would play this role if they remade this movie. Hmm. <laughs> so he's given a great performance and it, it's real weird. And like, I definitely, I, I think you're going to enjoy it. I, I highly recommend it. It's what on that thing streaming on. It's Shutter, on Shutter. Yeah. 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 Over on the Shutter app. They should sponsor us, dude. They really should. What are they doing? Motherfuckers. <laughs> 
Uh, also watched Monster House, um, which I think last year was the first time I had seen it. And uh, boy, uh, it's, it's enjoyable. I, the only thing I don't like about it uh, are the faces of every single one of the characters. Yeah, you know yeah. what? I know exactly what you mean, because we watched that one in October, and and I agree. Like, it's not at that level of um, uh, Polar Express where your brain just right. goes, I hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. But they don't look right, do they? They don't. They don't. They don't look right. And it's, it's, it's something you get used to while watching it, but at first it's very off-putting. Um, but it, I don't know. I, I The movie is good. And, uh, you know, it was written by Dan Harmon with some adjustments later on. Uh, I think turns out be a great script. It's funny. The characters are fully realized. I, I enjoy it. It's a good movie. Nice. Um, also watched Censor again. Have you seen Censor yet? Censor. I don't okay. think so. Which one is that? Uh, it's set during the um, late 70s, early 80s in England. Uh and the main character works on the sensor board. No, I don't know this yeah. one. Okay, so uh, it's about like the video nasties and stuff, and uh, giallo feel to it. I enjoy it. I've seen some bad reviews, but I've watched it twice, and I, I enjoyed it both times. That so. sounds cool. It Relevant is. To my I think it's cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. So definitely worth watching it, at the very least, just to check it out. If you hate it, whatever. <laughs> uh we watched elvira mistress of the dark oh man that's one we wanted to watch before halloween but didn't get it's to so it good. yet man it's, it's gonna so be in good. our extended time halloween it's oh so definitely good, man definitely you gotta get that in within because uh, obviously the first three weeks of november are still halloween that's just yeah. how it is so you oh, gotta yeah, get sure. elvira in there at some point such fun movie uh, we also watched Crimson Peak, which was my first viewing of Crimson Peak. You never Peak. seen that? I had not. I had not seen Dang. it. Dang. It's so okay. much. Uh, it's one of those things where, like, I, I've i read a lot of gothic novels. Like, Yes, it's very gothic. Just gothy. a lot. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's very much that, and it's very much playing on those tropes and stuff. And that's enjoyable. Uh, the characterization is very much that too, and some mm-hmm. of that I don't love, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm just, you know, n- picking nits there. Overall, a uh, lot of great stuff in there. Some real gruesome imagery and whatnot. Very cool. You I, can't say it's an ugly movie neither. No, it's not gorgeous, at all. Gorgeous, man. Not at all. Guillermo del Toro knows how to shoot a film. Like uh, Kate really, really likes that movie a lot, and I it's think really it's. Good. I think it's like good. It's not like mm-hmm. a ten for me, but I, right. I enjoy watching it. But like anytime she wants to watch it, I'm just like, yeah, I'll look at that stuff. That stuff looks cool. <laughs> I'll look at that stuff. I'll look at that stuff. <laughs> That's a good reason to watch any movie. I want to yeah. look at that stuff. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so um, Friday we watched on on the old screaming chat. We watched pop punk zombies. <laughs> Do they leave Rose's boy the steers? Yeah, surprises. Let me know she cares. Uh, <laughs> it's you know, it was a screaming chat movie. It, it definitely isn't great, and I'm not recommending it. But if you're looking for a bad movie to watch, watch it. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. If you yeah. want to see bad stuff, yeah. look at that stuff. Um, and also Joag, Jack of all graves. Our friends uh, Corey and Mark had a watch along where they watched death becomes her uh and we, oh, man. we jumped Love in because that movie's amazing and that group's amazing so we had a blast god that movie's so good man yeah i, I watched that 
I think what two, three weeks ago or so. You did, and I was yeah. like, every time I watch it, I love it more. No, yeah, and that is the correct response. I believe I think every so. time. I like it more. Um, and then on Sunday, we watched on Ice Cream Sunday, we watched a movie called Ouija's Halloween Night. <laughs> this has got to be high quality. This reeks of class and sophistication. <laughs> um, it The puppets were good. That's, that's, and it was like 70 minutes. So, Ooh. yeah. So those are the two things I would say in its favor. It knew what it was doing in those <laughs> yeah. regards. In yeah. those regards, it was a success. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you want to uh, watch some terrible movies with your pals, uh, head on over to our Discord on Friday and Sunday nights. We do uh, watch along things, and it's really fun. And uh, everybody there's cool, so yeah. join us. Awesome, join us, join, join us, us now. now. <laughs> everybody knows that tune, right? Right. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. Hell yeah, man. Well, you know, the subject of today's episode is, of course, Renfield, which is a movie what has a vampire. And something that uh-huh. we have been discussing for mm-hmm. many moons now here on the show is how I'm just coming to, to terms with the fact yeah. that I am one of those people what's a sucker for vampires. You're a I sucker sucker. Big fan. Uh-huh. Big fan. A regular fang banger, I might be known <laughs> a as. A fang banger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But man, I'll tell you what, I just start to wonder, I like him so much, what if I might just be a vampire? That would explain some things for sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah? The yeah. pale skin, the late nights. Uh-huh, yeah, the the fact that your skin catches on fire in the sun. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't go to church no more. That's true. <laughs> Let's Maybe I need out. to. I need to find out. I mean, yeah, I gotta find out. I'll bring you along for my own personal journey okay. here as we consult some witches and wizards at BuzzFeed as we enter into that purview palace. Welcome to the preview palace. Yeah, and boy, I'll tell you what. BuzzFeed is just on fire these days. People don't shut there's, up dude, about it. There's a reason why uh-huh. they're still so popular with young people, because uh-huh. they just keep putting out the content that we all want to consume. Right? Yeah. Here in 2023, there's no other website I visit more often than BuzzFeed.com. Right. Yeah. Whenever I get my screen alerts on my phone, it's like, you spent 53% more time this week on BuzzFeed than you did last week. I see a trend emerging. Congratulations. Yeah. I just keep getting deeper and deeper into BuzzFeed's guts. BuzzFeed's. 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 That's right. Um, a vampire-related thing real quick, too. Uh, over on How Did This Get Made, uh-huh. which is a fantastic podcast. Absolutely, yeah. They just did Vampire's Kiss with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah, and they just posted the, yeah, that uh, is, dude. boy, it's, I'll tell you what, um, that Vampire's Kiss is a great movie, but yes. their comments on it are not incorrect. You know, <laughs> it was really fabulous to listen to an episode of that show, which is usually so hilarious, and they're like really jabbing at the movies and having a good time with it. Yeah. They were just all confused as fuck. Like, yeah. there wasn't even really any ribbing of the movie to be done, because yeah. it was just like, what the fuck was this movie? <laughs> happens a lot when they cover horror movies. Uh, Love their, it. Their slumber part, or, uh, sleepaway camp episode actually is infuriating to me at times. Yes, it's yes, like, yes, yes. This is, this is genius. It what is, are you doing? Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I get that, man. I get that. Yeah. But yeah, it was a fun listen just because they were just blown away. Yeah, God, that absolutely. movie's awesome. It is. It's great. <laughs> All right, Steve, first question of the day here. We're going to use this to determine if I might be a vampire. Yeah, uh-huh. I might be a vampire. Yeah. Choose your favorite time of day, morning, afternoon, night, or late night. Okay. So there's... <laughs> There's two forms of night. We got yes. night, and we got late night. Even more night. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm a night person, uh, which, you know, strike against me possibly being a vampire, I assume. Mm, mm-hmm, How about you? Mm-hmm. I, You know what? I am also a night man myself. I always yeah. have been. Um, I'm going to give a different answer than you just so we can get different results of stuff. I'll say I'm a late night boy because uh-huh. I'll be out there rocking and rolling well into the a.m. hours of the night. This makes sense. Uh, makes sense. It goes with your potential vampire personality. It does. It does. Let's find out this then. How does blood make you feel? Oh, it warms my parts um, inside. Okay, I don't think we need to answer the rest of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> I have it, so. Uh, yeah. uh, nervous. <gasps> Queasy. Ooh, the blood. Fine, I guess. Sad. Make you feel sad when you see the blood? <laughs> Why? It makes me feel fine, I guess. Yeah, that would be my answer. I'm not okay. like a, I'm not a blood squeamish person, exactly. Um, I don't like the fact that blood courses through our veins, but once it's out of them, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Dude, you should get yours removed. That'd be really fucking sick, man. Hmm. Can we? You ever do thought that? about that? Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Can I have it replaced with like chocolate milk? <laughs> Blood removal service. <laughs> uh. So yeah, I guess I'll say queasy. I just I I feel uneasy about its existence. Little queasy and uneasy. Mm-hmm. I get it, man. Yeah. All right, Steve. What are your thoughts on garlic? Oh, okay delicious disgusting mm-hmm. i can take it or leave it or oh it's terrifying how are there four choices here and only one of them is delicious i know right what okay um i guess uh i'll say delicious since yeah. that's the answer because that is the answer i'm right? gonna have to double up with you there because i could yeah. never say an ill right. word about my friend do? of garlic say a negative word about garlic it's not like vampires wouldn't want to eat garlic they just can't they just can't do it man which is a shame it's the flavor of food man Uh, like and and honestly i bet you if a dang old vampire sucked on my blood Mm -hmm. he'd be like this mf garlicky af no cap fam (laughs) i'm always getting my garlic intake man so he's a he's a gen z vampire yeah, definitely, okay. man. You ever go to somebody's house and, like, they don't have fresh garlic on hand? Yes. Isn't that weird? I grew up in a house that never, ever once in the entire time I lived there had fresh garlic. Never. How? How? Um, I don't know. But in high school, I, in, uh, like, I was in, I think it was, like, Spanish 4 or whatever, and we were, like, doing culture things, so we had to, like, cook a dish and I made salsa, and I made paella, uh, and that was the first time fresh garlic had been brought into my grandmother's house, no and way. she was complaining about the stench of it. What? Yeah. Greatest yeah. generation, my ass. Right? <laughs> yeah, you fought some wars, but where's your taste for the good stuff? <laughs> my grandmother never fought a single war anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she you fought a war credit. on food, is what it sounds like. <laughs> 
For real. Fought a war on good food, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. It's just like when somebody doesn't have garlic, it's like, so what do you make your food taste like then? Right, yeah. Like, I'm telling you, like, I understand, uh, you know, some things could be seen as a luxury. Like, maybe you don't have shallots at your house. But sure, yeah. That's an occasional item. Garlic, onion, how are you cooking without those things? I, yeah, I don't mm-mm, know. Mm-mm, yeah. Mm-mm. All right, Steve, we got a next one here. What do we got? Would you describe your teeth as pointy? <gasps> no, not at all. Maybe a little. I don't mm. know. Mm. They're somewhat pointy. Yes, extremely pointy. You know, I don't really have a ton of pointy teeth, but my canines actually are quite pointy. Mine are I'm prominent gonna, as fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm gonna go with uh, you know what I'll I'll choose I'll choose the extremely pointy. Yeah, I'll say somewhat pointy. There I mean, I really uh, like I, I rarely show my teeths because they are all crooked as hell, and I badly need to get some Invisalign or something going on. But after I get my teeth all straightened out, I'll be fucking showing off them dang old vampire teeth have as you, much as I can. Have you considered solving the systemic issues within your mouth that are making them crooked? What do you mean? Well, I'm just saying, if they're crooked, maybe it's the system that's the problem. Take down it's the, the system, system, and they I won't be able to be system. crooked. There Get you this go. damn patriarchy <laughs> out of my mouth. Get out of here. Your patriarchal ass mouth. <laughs> I mean, I tried. I, I kind of like started trying to work on that last year when I got my wisdom teeth out. You know, because yeah, that was uh-huh. definitely a contributing factor. Those so. are the most patriarchal teeth, by the way. <laughs> they are for sure, right? Oh, you're right. so wise. Show me. And, Look, and all they, you did is wreck my teeth. They, yeah, they just push their way in. Nobody wants them there. There's no room for them, but they're still insisting on being there. Like, leave, mm, dude. Mm. Could you do anything much more straight and white than that? Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Wisdom right. tooth more like system tooth. Am I right? Uh, exactly. Huh? Exactly. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve. How old are you? Ooh. How old are you? We got mm-hmm. a couple ranges. And man, as the years go by, I just keep getting deeper into those age These ranges, ranges boy, they, they'll make lot. you feel old. It's strange. 12 mm-hmm. to 19. Right. So if you're okay. younger than 12, what are you doing here, I guess? Yeah. Uh, 20 through 34, 35 to 99, or 100 plus. We're both yeah. in that 35 to 99 range. That's a range. That is a gigantic range. Like, yeah. once you're past 35, you might as well be 99. You'll be 99. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Die. <laughs> but once you hit 100 plus, you're especially good. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Describe bats in one word. Aw. Adorable. Scary. Awesome. Mysterious. I think they're pretty fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. They got them damn leathery diamond wings. They look like a, a adorable little rat. I mean, they are really cute. They are adorable little rats, pretty much. I'm going to say mysterious. Mysterious. Where'd yeah. you go, bat? Where you where you come from? Where you go? Where did you come you ask from, bat-eyed Joe? Mysterious. <laughs> All right, see, finally, what color are your eyes? Brown, uh-huh. blue, green, or kind of red? Oh, shit. Well, I have the weirdest color eyes. Uh, uh, they're closer to like a gray-green, yeah. Yeah. I think. So green, I'll go with. I'll go with brown. I'm a brown-eyed boy. <laughs> You're my brown-eyed boy. <laughs> oh, my God, Steve. 
Yeah. This is going to be a lifestyle change for me. Uh-oh. BuzzFeed has confirmed. Yes, you are definitely a vampire. Wow. <laughs> okay. Mysterious huh. and alluring, people are naturally drawn to you. Yeah. You don't trust easily and keep a very small circle of friends. Right. While some prefer okay. to wake up and watch the sunrise, you're usually going to sleep then. Wow. Night time makes you feel as though you can accomplish anything. Also, we're guessing you're not a big fan of garlic. Okay, I literally said I love garlic. That's right, yeah. One of my answers. They think you're lying. They they think you hesitated yeah. too much. They see through me. Right. They see through me, man. <laughs> Honestly, maybe that's it. Like, you're always like posting pictures of your cooking with lots of garlic and whatnot to keep what put out there that you're not a vampire you know what now that i think about it you ever seen any videos of me eating my food hell that's no that's a good point man i, I never make that was. stuff and shovel that shit into the trash get it away from me yeah uh Ugh. you're not gonna be surprised to hear this but no uh you are not a vampire while some prefer the company of bats and a relaxing nap in a coffin that just isn't your vibe. So go enjoy some sunshine and keep being your best mortal self. You know what? I will. I'm going to. Look at you. Yeah. Man, those witches and wizards at BuzzFeed, they sure do know us from the inside and out. You can't hide anything. No, uh, no. I think the hardest thing for me about being a vampire will be the coffin thing. I do not want yeah. to sleep in a stuffy old claustrophobic rig like that. That is not for me. No, no, it doesn't. I mean... I've seen some pretty big coffins, but once you close the lid, you know, it's like, ugh, it's going to get real close in there, I feel, and not, yeah. not comfortable. I don't know. Maybe plus, they got a king-size like, coffin. Who knows? I'm mainly a side sleeper, you know? Me too. Yeah, that's not coffin appropriate, I feel like. I'll probably accidentally pop that lid about halfway open and damn roast myself to death is what I'll do. You know what? They should have posturepedic uh coffins you know the tilt yeah. up Ooh, you know? i like how that sounds <laughs> hmm fascinating well, yeah maybe i have to do some research because i'm a Check vampire now yeah that's all oh, right yeah yeah that is a that is some news we need to reckon with you are a vampire now wow mm-hmm. blue blue but, oh Usually gosh you, no you, like whenever you're editing the show you have uh-huh. to go through and edit out all my blah blah yeah there's, there's a, a lot, lot of blah blah blue <laughs> blue but you do we can just leave them in now every time you're about to say something you go blah and then say whatever you say so just an, an, acknowledge that the bluhs are a little bit of an editing issue. I, I get it, but I should leave them in this episode since we now know you're a vampire. Blue, it's Blue. my culture. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it is. Straight out mm, of Transylvania. Mm, mm. That's right, man. That's right. Well, the subject of today's episode is, of course, Renfield. Renfield. just come out this year. It and uh, mm-hmm. whenever it hit the theaters, my wife and I went and seen it. Uh-huh. And I don't think we did a mini-sode on it. I you think did, that was one of those days. Did we? I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not positive. <laughs> I thought you did. But now I'm not sure. I have to look at the list of our own episodes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, we generally try to do that with new movies and stuff as they come yeah. out. But every now and then, yeah, we did a mini-sode on that one. <laughs> uh-huh. I thought so, yeah. But every now and then, you know, we'll go watch a movie and Kate will be like, do you want to do mini-sode? And I'll be like, just no. Like, I don't want to turn right. everything I do into a product. Right, so, yeah. No. Just sometimes go to the movie for going to the movie yeah yeah exactly but yeah apparently we already did this (laughs) yeah (laughs) and we had a good time like i remember whenever we saw a trailer for this before some other movie earlier in the year 
And like the first trailer that they showed for it, it was all Nicholas Holt and this you know support group and him talking about vampires and Dracula and all this shit. And then like the very last image of the trailer was Dracula turning around and it was fucking Nicholas Cage. Yeah. And yeah. Kate and I both just like, you know, jumped up, high fived, did backflips. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, we bought advanced tickets because it was like, well, of course I fucking want to see this. Right. Damn, Nicolas Cage of Dracula. Uh, so we were really excited going into it. And uh, we, yeah, we watched it in the theater and had a really had a blast, great time, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Had a blast with it. Yeah. I watched it because um, it hit Peacock, I think, the week after it hit the theaters. Uh, and you guys had, had talked it up. So we watched it. And yeah, I had fun with it. I was less impressed, but also, uh, you know, not complaining because it is funny. Like Nick Cage is amazing. Uh, he fucking kills it. And they're, you know, also Ben Schwartz, Nick yeah, Cage yeah. and Ben Schwartz and Nicholas Holt are all doing a great so job. Great. And anytime it is Nick Cage on screen, like ten. it's awesome, yeah, uh, ten. totally, yeah. man. He's killed. side tangent. You just got me thinking about something real quick. So, streaming service HBO, then went to HBO Max, then they shortened it. And now it's just Max, right? Uh huh. Whenever like there's some kind of corporate takeover with Peacock, do you think they're gonna shorten it to P or Cock? Ooh, I watch really it now hope, on Cock. Yeah, I really hope that they go with Cock because that yeah. sounds because P. Nobody wants P. Well, some that's people not, do. Sorry, some I apologize. People some people want pee, but not it's me. not as many people as want cock. That's fair. You yeah. know what? Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to evaluate those two things. I think more people <laughs> would rather have cock than pee. That's and fair. you can style yourself as like a men's n- network too, right? Mm, okay. Because okay. guys will be like, I don't want to watch something on cock, and then it's like, oh, what are you scared? You I'm scared not scared of, a of cock. cock. Chug this <laughs> cock, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm on a big cock binge, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> binge it on cock. <laughs> binge it on cock. Awesome. It's got a ring to it. It really does. It does. It really does. Call us, Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got ideas, clearly, to propel your network forward. Yeah. So I was excited to do this one here for the podcast. This is, of course, the last of our two choices for the month. The next two are going to be uh, listener picks. We'll get yeah. to that later. But yeah. I was excited to cover this one, man. We had some good vampire flicks this year with uh, Last Voyage of the Demeter and this uh, one. Yeah, still haven't seen that one. I need to watch it, yeah. Yeah, I think you'd like it, man. Mm-hmm. So whenever this movie kicked off, one of the things that I immediately got sucked into it by and really enjoyed is all the classic ass Dracula shit that happens at the start uh, of the movie. Yeah. Cause it yeah. shows that, you know, he's not like a Renfield that just got the job. He's been with Dracula since the 1800s. So he's been well, with this guy a long yeah, time. It is. It is the, the Renfield from the book where we are to understand he is this lawyer who is, interested in making money on this land deal and doesn't care who he hurts along the way also we're supposed to care about him and you know, that's an issue <laughs> <laughs> i hadn't really thought about it in those yeah. terms but yeah it's not like the character of renfield was like out for the greater good or, no, or anything like no. that huh Mm-mm. no huh. no and, and that's the thing is that every single thing that Dracula says about Renfield in this is true. Now, what Dracula says about himself is not true, but what he says about Renfield is true. 
Renfield's not a good person. He's not a good guy. And doing all this is not going to fix him. And that's, I think, perhaps what the original uh, script of Robert Kirkman's might have been going for before they decided it should be a comedy. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Because this kind of got wrapped into that that you know attempted revival of the dark universe with the Uh, mummy, (laughs) the mummy with Tom Cruise. Yeah. uh Oh man, I still haven't watched that new uh, Tom Cruise mummy. Have you? It's real bad. Yeah, I watched it and got. Boy, I'll tell you what. It Tom Cruise. (laughs) I I love those Mission Impossible movies, but he's in a lot of good movies in general. He, He is. He 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 is off putting. Just yeah. in general. He's just off-putting. Yeah. And he's very off-putting in The Mummy. And especially when you know that he did not like his uh, co-star, who was uh, the actress for, uh, from Malignant, the main the main chicken Malignant. Oh, yeah, 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 he yeah. He didn't like her. He didn't like most her? of her lines cut. And it it's just, I don't know, it's uncomfortable to watch. Like, like she's a weird there, ego but trip she's not. Thing. Yeah, it's weird. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> I bet that's the only time Tom Cruise has ever right? done that to a woman. <laughs> right? <laughs> he Shit. definitely, yeah, he definitely. Anyway, let's get let's get to somebody who isn't Tom Cruise, and that's Nick Cage. And Hell yeah, boy, he's fucking bringing it in this movie. As you said, in the black and white bits, he's very much channeling uh, Bella Lugosi, like the line delivery and everything that Bella Lugosi was doing in the original Thirty Two Dracula. But from what I understand, too, in some of those black and white scenes at the start of this, that is just footage from that that they digitally yeah. imposed uh, Holt and Cage's faces on, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so cool. yeah, he's, you know, he's doing Bela Lugosi, but he's also doing, like, his own interesting things with the character once you get outside of that black and white era. Yeah, dude. Because he's, he's obviously... He's doing Nick Cage stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's obviously, like, in that past, you know... Uh, 80-ish years, he has become more and more unhinged, and obviously, yeah, now it makes sense that he's Nick Cage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would make sense. (laughs) Live long enough, you become that unhinged. (laughs) I was so excited... You know, to to find out that he was playing Dracula in this, especially after seeing him in Vampire's Kiss, where he is oh, just yes. truly out yes. of his fucking mind, dude. There's not uh, really a reference to that in this. I is know, there? Right? and I wish they had just had him say, "I'm a vampire." <laughs> oh, or give me some ABCs, like give me right. something, you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because it's full, it's full of like classic vampire, yeah, references yeah. Mm-hmm. and even like really deep cut stuff that goes by really quick. Like yeah. he does that Max Shrek, like getting right. killed by the sunlight pose. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but but like the camera angle isn't replicating that shot from the Max Shrek one. It's just there if you notice it, you right. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which apparently like Nicolas Cage is a ginormous. Uh, fan of Dracula's of all kinds. Yes. This is like a dream role of his. Yeah, he was bringing a lot to this role. He really wanted to do it, and you can tell he's having a blast doing it. And oh my that, god, he's fantastic! That yeah, that just makes every scene he's in perfect. Like they're all great. His line deliveries are all great. Everything he does, the faces he makes, he he's doing so much funny stuff uh, without even having to say anything and then also you got like the visuals of him be like 
toasted and like coming back and like being just super like deformed and stuff like the, the way he plays all that is just great he's awesome it's, in this. it's amazing and i do love those different phases of the regeneration that we see you know we see the old school suave classic dracula and the black and white parts yeah and then uh whenever we have that intro fight with the the priests that are trying to confine him and shit right and he ends up getting like burnt to a crisp which is amazing there's a uh-huh. great um there's a great part in there where he gets set on fire and jumps on the other guy. That's real. That's a real fire take that they did on that. Oh, it looks great. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, uh-huh. man. Like, I saw that, and I was like, this does not look fake. And sure enough, right. they really did that. Because there is a good um, bit of CGI in this, but it... As I said, this was originally written by Robert Kirkman. The rewrite was by Ryan Ridley, who is a Rick and Morty guy. Mm. And it's directed by Chris McKay, who did Lego Batman. So you got these like nerdy comic book dudes. Yeah. And you get so many great like comic book frame looking things, comic booky lighting and coloring. Oh, man. It's yeah. so comic booky for sure, yeah. man. For sure. So, yeah, then the CGI kind of makes sense because uh, you can't choose the visual. Of, of actual liquid blood and stuff. But when you do it in CGI, you can make it look like a comic book. You know? Yeah. Like, when he does yeah. that thing where he jumps off, like, the third-story balcony, and, like, that guy, like, just explodes in half when he lands on him. Amazing. And there's just so much blood comes up. Like, you can't really make actual fake blood do that because it's too thick. It's not going to come up like that. But real blood might. So, like, I'm I'm cool with the CGI in that sense. And even though it doesn't look like the right blood color, it that's, a, again, another comic booky choice. Like, you pick yes. your color of blood and you stick with it. Okay, so here's some interesting stuff about the blood in this. Okay. Um, so, we, we got it on Blu-ray. Uh-huh. And so, after we watched the movie, we watched the special features and shit, which are really great. Again, just uh, another reason I miss having physical media. Yeah. I don't know why you can't just, like, get that stuff whenever you buy a movie streaming. Why can't I just also have access to the special feature? It's probably a streaming rights thing. What the fuck ever. But it is. Anyway, yeah. mm-hmm. it, it's a good reason to have a physical thing. It so is. So, you can yeah. see these great, well-produced, behind-the-scenes featurettes and shit. So, here's the thing. Okay. There's a lot less CGI in this than you think there is. Yeah, I, I like could tell that the second less. time around. That uh, yeah, the first time around it looked more CGI than it it actually is. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also too, a lot of the blood that I thought was CG is uh-huh. real. Okay, like whenever they have the um th- that that first uh, that first really really gory scene in there where right. the uh, mm-hmm. the assassin that's yes. trying to like kill the drug thief guys uh-huh. he gets his head punched off yes they rigged up this insane dummy that had the capacity to just like shoot gallons of blood in an explosive cool. way out of the neck hole yeah. whenever nicholas punched the head off of it like uh-huh. They actually did that. I, I think that there's something that they, there's something that they must have like enhanced in some of the shots because definitely in some of the shots you can tell for sure that CG blood, yeah. but a lot of it is actually real. And they went cool. through extensive blood testing to try to find blood that looked the way that they liked on screen. Right. So they were going for a certain thing, and even yeah. like. Like, Dracula's blood is a different color of blood than, like, the fresh blood that's in the humans and shit, because mm-hmm. he's all old and decrepit. Yeah. Uh, they went through a lot of testing and everything, but I was really shocked to see in this how much of it actually isn't CG. It's 
yeah, pretty cool. wild. Even, even the shit like the um, the guy that gets his arms ripped off in the apartment fight <laughs> scene. Yeah, that's cool. Like again, that that's all a rig that has blood that fucking shoots out of the arms and the arm sockets and shit. Uh huh. It's really weird. I wonder yep. if some of it, like, if some of the blood ended up looking faker simply because there's definitely a lot of uh, uh, filtering and crazy lighting and yes. shit that they're doing in post in this. Uh, yeah, that's I think is what's going on is they're trying to keep it a consistent color and yeah. and look. And so, yeah, there's a lot of like, you know, post CGI painting going on that's just kind of, you know, to keep it the right tint and whatnot. But as you said, yeah, they're they're definitely trying to do as much practical as practical as they can yeah it's not oh, a yeah. super high budget movie and you know nick cage got three million dollars to be in it and it's a 65 million dollar budget wow so you know there's a lot of actors in this too you got nicholas holt nick cage ben schwartz aquafina like uh i don't know it, it seems like maybe they you know they they probably wanted to do everything practical and just couldn't because of the budget, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. You got to see how many like wire stunts and stuff they did in this. Oh theater. yeah, you can tell that. You can so tell that's much. real. It doesn't it doesn't have that CGI look to it. But and yeah, you know what's the- weird about that too is because we've seen vampires on screen with wire stunts our entire lives. When I see it now, I'm like, that looks right. Like it yeah, doesn't look uh-huh. like a movie. That looks like how I'm used to seeing vampires fly yes, around. Is on yeah, wires. yeah, they they kind of fly like they're on wires. Yeah, <laughs> you know I agree. the only issue that I have um, okay. with the blood and gore in this because that is like a critique that I see from people as being like, oh, you know, it doesn't look realistic enough. It looks so fake. It looks so comic booky or video gamey or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, for one, I think they're missing the point. This is clearly not a real world let you and i live in it is an exaggerated comic book universe right. this takes place in but i think one issue that i do actually have with it is that okay. in some of those scenes where there's some massive amount of like bloodshed on screen people's clothes are like still pristine right like, it seems like like for example whenever <laughs> he he jumps on that guy in the apartment yeah, yeah like fucking 100 gallons of blood shoots out yeah like aquafina would have been covered, covered. in a tidal yeah. wave of blood right and that it's probably too far for Universal, I feel like. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, like, yes, that's absolutely true. And if they had really followed the logic of the, the you know, gore and stuff, yeah, they'd be covered in blood. But yeah, I guarantee Universal wouldn't let them do it. <laughs> I was surprised to see that this is a, a horror comedy with the amount of gore that is totally catering towards horror fans. Usually, like, a horror comedy will go kind of light on the horrific blood and gore elements, and sure. this is full steam ahead, fucking brutal at times. Yeah, it's so and I fun. Think, I think that's why you got to make it comic booky, right? Because that you're still trying to attract a non-horror audience, so if you can, you can get them to relate it to something less real. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you still got a guy getting his face ripped off in this, though. I like, love it. That's so great. psycho gore man, it right? It is. It looks so much like, yes, when he gets his face ripped off, I immediately thought Biocop, like the look yes. underneath. Yeah. Those scenes in the behind the scenes are also really great, too, where it shows the different takes of the face rip that they did and how they uh-huh. you know injected the blood behind the mask and shit it's really uh-huh. fun cool. um there's also a deleted scene too right before that where he like fucking degloves a guy just like oh. rips the skin clean off his fucking Ouch. hand don't want that yeah 
Well, especially after like <laughs> having seen my wife deglove her left hand in real life, uh, yeah, is <laughs> one of those uh, things I'll, I'll always uh, have a reaction to. <laughs> wait, have you seen Gerald's Game? The uh, like movie series, no or show series that they did. Uh, no, it was uh, it was Mike Flanagan. Um, oh, for some reason and, I thought it was a show. It's just a movie. It's just a movie. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not. Well, trigger warning for that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh man, yeah. no it's glo- good no too. Love. It's a good one. It's a good one. Ugh, it Damn, looks so convincing. Man. Yeah. 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 Very much so. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. The comic bookie gore, I think, just fits in so well with the tone of the movie. I mean, the the lighting and stuff. It looks like. Joel Schumacher, Batman Forever lighting oh, mixed yeah. uh-huh. with like Argento Suspiria yes. lighting, where yeah, they'll yeah. just be these pinks and blues and greens, and yeah. even in places where it doesn't necessarily need it, like the self help meetings and shit he goes to, have this crazy like lime green light, and it's not like mm-hmm. oh, it's like an old shitty fluorescent system. It's like no, there are green gels over the lights in this room yeah. for no reason. Yeah, well, I think it. Yeah, it's it does that comic booky feel because like when you're in the uh, the drug dealer den, it's like oh, all yeah. gold and everything. You know, it it's expressing a a kind of flair. Flair, yeah, like to to just like I don't know, like I don't know that green necessarily is meant to portray a feeling so much as like to give this I don't know sickly look to Renfield at the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. he kind of looks gross. And then later, once he's done, had his like makeover, when he shows up to warn them about the, uh, you know, the fact that, that Dracula is coming, he, that, that green tent's not there. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. After he gets so, his new super colorful apartment and his colorful right, sweater yeah, and shit. Yeah. Love that. I feel like, yeah, I feel like, um, because when you're around, whenever he's around Dracula, it's got that kind of greenish tint to it too, and I feel like that's kind of what they're trying to connect there. Like nice. anytime you got that greenish tint, it's when he's like feeling very down on himself for what he's done or whatever. Which again, my quibble with the main quibble with the movie is okay, he feels bad now, but so like. <laughs> <laughs> asshole i don't care that you feel bad now and i'm not on your side because you go to he some has been self-help program shut up feeding feeding dracula people for a hundred yeah. something years i mean yeah. i like that it kind of shows the angle of him starting to change where he's like at least the people that i'm feeding dracula i go to these self-help meetings to try to find the shitty people that are driving sure. people to seek help yeah. and i feed them to dracula now. like that's kind of a fun way to get around it but yeah at the same time yeah. it's not always been like that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there uh, that that's that's an issue i have that i think it's it's clear that there's some studio interference that harms the story overall it mm. feels like the the cop story is unnecessary okay um, yeah let, let, let's definitely get into that for yeah. sure it's unnecessary and all it's there, it's there to have Aquafina in the movie because they know Aquafina is popular with the kids, and they mm. want the kids to come see the movie because they've obviously aimed the humor at the type of people who like Lego Batman or Rick and Morty, and so you bring them in, and you bring in Aquafina, you're thinking it's going to be bankable, but then oh, so many of the 
reviews are like, hey, you really don't need that cop story. Don't see what that's contributing to the movie. And it, you know, it hurts the overall final product. It's one of those things that I, I saw a lot of those similar reviews. And it's not like... It's not like any time the cop storyline and Aquafina stuff is going on, I'm like, oh my god, fuck this movie. It's not like one of those things that I'm fucking hating. But at the same time, you know, when I was thinking about this critically, there's no point in the story Mm-mm. where we're focusing on Renfield and Dracula, and in the back of your head, you're going, man, I hope they get back to those cops soon. Right. What's going on with the cops, though? I gotta know. Well, like, I'm not thing, really that invested at all. The thing is that if at the end, because, you know, what, we, what our character arc is that Renfield discovers that uh, he is a cog in a terrible machine, and by the end, he learns he has to destroy that terrible machine. Yeah. So, uh, Aquafina realizes she's a cog in a terrible machine. Yeah, the at cops the are, end, are sellouts. Yeah, working she with the turns drug in those cops to other cops because cops are still good. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I did kind of miss the mark a little bit there, right? It's yeah, like, and let's that not has talk to about be the. A, that has to be a studio note, right? Like studio just saying, like, no, you can't have an anti-cop ending because mm-hmm. that's not what Universal's gonna do. <laughs> I mean, would it make the movie too heavy if it did get into the systematically oppressive and racist system that is the cop system? Which is why I'm saying I think Robert Kirkman's movie was a, probably a better movie, and then when they try to turn it into a comedy, they should have probably tried harder to make it a comedy by cutting the cops entirely. <laughs> Just you know, eliminate it. It almost kind of feels like there are... You know, two movies happening at the same time yes. where like they, they kind of had half of a cool Dracula movie and half of a cop story. And right. it's like, it's not really enough to make a whole movie out of. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's a way we can sandwich them together. I don't know. I am, But the thing is, think about this. They cut out the cop storyline pretty much completely. You know, you're still going to have the cops involved. You have to because all this stuff is happening in the city, but it doesn't have to be a major storyline. Yeah. So you cut that and you get more time with Nick Cage and Nicholas Holt or Nick Cage and Ben Schwartz. Those scenes are gold. Just, you know, I understand. It's not a long movie, and it certainly no. doesn't feel long. So if you cut mm-hmm. the, the cop storyline, you do have probably, what, like an hour of a movie. So yeah, you're going to have right, to add right, some right. stuff in. Oh, no, now we got to spend more time with Nick Cage. Oops. Like, that would be <laughs> Too great. Too bad, damn. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, sign me up, please, yeah. right? Yeah, it's not the most compelling part of the movie. It's no, not a no. total drag, and there's there's some funny stuff going on oh, in there. Sure. There's some some decent things going on. Some of the cop characters are kind of funny, but sure, yeah. Uh-huh. Overall, fuck you, Kyle. That's really funny. Like that that <laughs> yeah, moment is funny. It's weird that they repeat it later because it just doesn't work. Because the joke yeah. was perfect when it happened. And that's my problem with some of the jokes. And we, that means we got to talk about the ska joke, which hits mm, okay like right. it's a joke. And the first time I watched it, I was like, ha. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, wait, what's the joke, though? Mm-hmm. Like- okay, so here's the thing. You know what it is? It feels like one of those things that, yeah, and I'm the same way as you. Like, I yeah. laughed the first time that they mentioned Ska because yeah. it was so, like, random and very of our generation to do right. that. Uh-huh. But it kind of felt like it was one of those things that they wrote in because they were like, oh, I've seen a bunch of, like, uh, you know, Instagram memes and shit talking about ska, third wave ska, and all this shit. Uh, let's write a joke about that. Kids are into that right now. But 
yeah here's what the here's i'm just gonna go ahead and uh give a a, a little bit of a, a rewrite maybe Uh-oh. up it just a little bit and uh, here's here's the first and simplest rewrite end the movie with a ska song there you go that's Easy, at least right? some punchline to the ska shit hmm. number two recognize that most of the people watching do not agree with you that ska is terrible and they hate it. We're Here's not thing, all man. ska fans, but nobody fucking hates ska, right? Well, some you people know, probably some do. Some people but not, probably do. Not to the level that it's a joke that everybody's going to laugh at. That right. it's just fuck ska, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like, who among us that, you know, isn't part of our age group, which is to say born in the early mid 80s, <laughs> right. didn't at least enjoy a Boston song. Like I know sure. I do. Sure. Yes, exactly. And and that's that's my point is that like picking ska to pick on is fine, but what you need is at least one person to be like I don't get what's the problem with ska or or have a character who's like uber into ska. Like they're mm-hmm. like like skanking every time they're on screen and fucking <laughs> like they're carrying a trombone everywhere. Just just something so that the joke hits somewhere other than the idea that, oh yeah, everybody sitting in the audience is gonna go, ha ha ha, yeah, fuck ska. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, maybe they're there at the end, Aquafina, like when they're destroying Dracula at the end, you know, maybe she does a little hup hup. Yeah, maybe she's like pick some, it up, pick uh, it up. <laughs> Yeah, we'll pick it up, pick it up, pick up the garlic, throw it yes! at the dragon. I don't know. Yeah! Just anything to like add something. Yeah. Yeah. That would have wrapped things up nicely. Yeah. Little little dangling bit of humor right there, huh? Yeah, and I, I think that like that that's the thing is that so many of the, the good jokes are one, Nick Cage just his physical performance is line delivery. He knows what he's doing. Amazing. Uh, ben Schwartz is uh, he's great in this. Like Ben Schwartz is funny as like in general, but he actually is acting in this and comes across as actually intimidating at times. Yeah, dude, John yeah. Ralphio, right? Yeah, yeah, he's he is coming uh, into this film like clearly knowing I'm going to be working opposite Nick Cage at times. I better bring it. Yes. And, and it's particularly the scene where it's him and Nick Cage, and he says, do you like me or are you going to fuck me up? That felt like Ben Schwartz saying that to Nick Cage. That did yeah, not totally. feel yes. like <laughs> it was perfect. You're right, though. If, like, if like, you're also an, uh, a side bad guy in a movie where Nicolas Cage is the bad guy and he's fucking Dracula, you have to bring a lot to even be noticed. Right. I love when he fucking snorts that centipede. <laughs> it's so stupid yeah. and nasty, man. I also love that the protection circle they make at the end to, to you know, hold Nick Cage is made with cocaine. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. But yeah. I, I, there, there's, there's so many moments, though, that are clearly, like, improvised. Like, Definitely, yes. And, and if you watch the, the special well. features, there's a lot of extra oh, footage there? in okay. there of like alternate takes of certain oh, scenes cool. where uh, it's just them spitballing and making stuff up on the spot. Right. So I'd yeah. like to know how much more of that is in this movie because you definitely got some people who can pull that off for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they, they have a lot of improvisers in the uh, like uh, group meeting scenes uh, and Ben Schwartz, great improviser, Nick Cage. 
always improvises. Come on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got a lot of people in here who can easily make something out of nothing, so I'm glad they did let them improvise. Um, the, the bits, though, that... I, I think the bits that maybe aren't fully followed up on that I, I'm a little frustrated with other than mm. the cop bit is it seems clear to me that they're like correlating, um, you know, the the 12 step uh, self-improvement type of, of program with church, you know, like they he he holds up the how how to talk to narcissist book like it's the bible you know mm-hmm. like uh the things that they're doing all seem very like they're trying to say this is the new the new church the new religion and like i and i feel like they're making fun of it in a good way like you know he just plasters one of his walls with motivational posters in a way that makes no sense just like mm-hmm. randomly laid over each other and the fact that like they're not the people aren't really helping him in mm. any way like they <laughs> they help him to get into a new apartment but they're not listening to his actual issue they're just projecting their own feelings onto his issue and you know now that you mention it i i guess the biggest breakthrough that he has is after that bar fight scene where he's amazed because aquafina stood up to that guy it's almost like Right. He didn't get the help he needed by hearing people talk about change. He got help by seeing change See, in action. Yes, exactly. I and thought about he, it that way. Yeah, when he runs in to warn them that his narcissistic abuser is coming and they need to go, they welcome the narcissistic abuser with open arms. Mm-hmm. Because that's the setup of such a group, right? You're supposed to welcome people in. You're supposed to listen, etc. And... They're not listening to him. They don't care is the issue. That's the thing. That's what this seems to be criticizing in a lot of ways is this group listens to each other in the sense that they want to hear their own problems reflected back to them and be told that they're not alone, but there's no actual solutions. Mm, mm -hmm, And he mm -hmm. finds his solutions in action, right? In actually doing something. So... That that's interesting, but then when they bring the the group back to life at the end, it's just like okay, this seems like again, it seems like a studio note where they're like, "I liked that group. Can you bring them back?" Yeah, too too grim if they all die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do love when the head was just like, "Thanks for bringing us back," and uh, from the things that we cannot forget or <laughs> things we can't unsee. Like there's this undertone yeah. of like we saw yes. some dark shit in the afterlife. That guy's great. I like that. Yeah, yeah. he's fantastic, man. He's so yeah, funny. I love when when he's like uh Nicholas is like he'll come back to full power and he's like, "Yes, that is such a weird way to say that. Why would you do that?" But yes. <laughs> yes. Like that guy's really fucking he is. funny he's for sure. He's really funny. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about yeah, the the, the self-help group and any kind of commentary they might be saying about that type of therapy. Um, I, I think more than anything, I was just like, what a fun idea it is to think about the codependent relationship right, between yeah. Renfield and Dracula. And that, yeah. I didn't really think about what they were trying to say, well, and uh, if anything, with the therapy what parts. what it ends up as, right? Because they bring the group back and they really aren't leaning into, like, that wasn't helping you. Taking action was helping you. 
uh, because they bring it back, it really does just play as like, oh, it'd be funny if Renfield went to one of these things, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. which is fine. And that's true. It would be funny. And it is. It does play out as funny. You got uh, uh, what's her name from Terrifier there. Uh, she oh, keeps shit. getting talked over. <laughs> that's yeah. <funny>. yeah. <laughs> just getting interrupted every fucking time. Carol, yeah. I think is her name. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, like it, it works as a joke. And it certainly, like, I feel like throughout I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, I can see what Robert Kirkman was probably trying to do. And I can see how they turned this comedic and how it it undercuts what probably the original script was trying to do. But then it makes the comedy work a little bit better. Because, again, at the end, we don't want the group to be dead. Mm -hmm. Like, they're funny. Bring them back. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. Totally. Uh, I do, I do love the the codependent narcissistic stuff that gets explored in this. I think yeah. that, that mm-hmm. is a really fun way to approach those characters. Yeah, and I, I love seeing that they they have that dynamic where they do have this you know pseudo romantic pseudo sexual relationship that a lot of people end up in with a narcissistic person. Right, and seeing how those two explore that. Yeah, yeah, and and that's yeah, that's the whole premise that works really well, right? Just. What if Renfield realized what a terrible relationship he was in? And yeah. he does overlook Renfield's voluntary entrance to that relationship uh, for nefarious reasons. He wanted Everybody to make money. Everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You, you I guess. feed a vampire people for like a hundred years. Who hasn't? Uh, you know what? It's a good point. I I haven't hit a hundred years yet, but I've been feeding a, a local vampire. Just we to, need to have a talk about that. You know? Oh, okay. Is that not we good? Need to explore that. that you bad? know? Oh, okay. Eh, All right. All right. It could be okay. You know? Oh, okay. Maybe it's about. okay. All right. I'll just go with it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love to whenever uh, uh, what's his fucking name? Yeah, Ben Schwartz. Uh huh. After he ends up as kind of Dracula's new disciple, yeah. the dynamic that he and uh and renfield take with each other it's right. very much like i'm the new boyfriend and he's not into you anymore aren't you jealous of the attention i'm getting from right. dad yeah and it, it it is perfect too in that renfield has moved on by that point like he doesn't care he's, he's, he doesn't seem to mind it's he's very much just like i i think uh Ben Schwartz makes some comment about him being the new Renfield or whatever. And Renfield's like, who are you? Uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just like, yeah, Renfield's fully moved on from this. He is mm-hmm. he is trying to move past Dracula. He does not feel jealousy towards the new Renfield. You know, he's... And, and yeah, you're right. That dynamic is played well and then works out perfectly well, too, whenever he, he kicks him so hard, all of his bones break and his <laughs> guts go flying out both ends. Love it. <laughs> Love that shit. Give me that Mortal Kombat X-ray fucking yeah. fatality shit. Cool. I I cracked up laughing at yeah. that. It's so over the top and ridiculous, man. Yeah, the fight scenes are great. All the stuff they do when he throws a fuck, he rips that guy's arms off and then throws one of the arms through another guy's chest like a damn javelin. It's awesome. Yeah, that yes. stuff is fucking. That is like seriously the fight scenes, the moments with Nick Cage and Nicholas Holt, Nick Cage and and Ben Schwartz, so good. And and you're right, like the cop parts don't 
make me want to tear my hair out, but I don't like them. I don't like them. I'm, yeah. de- I'm definitely not enjoying them uh, too much, though you're right. There are some good jokes in them from time to time. Um, whenever that cop gets hit in the face with cocaine, <laughs> that's really yeah, funny. Right. <laughs> but, you know, part of it, too, is that, okay, I don't know. I know that Aquafina is one of those actors that people have a real extreme love-hate relationship right. with her. Mm-hmm. I've not seen a ton of stuff with her. I've seen Crazy Rich, a- Crazy Rich Asians. That's hard to fucking say. Uh-huh. I've seen that. I've seen... Uh, she was in the Ocean's 13, right? I think so, yeah. Uh-huh. I think she was in that. I've seen a couple other things with her. And I'm Ocean's kind of eight. indifferent. Sorry, Ocean's, Ocean's eight. 8. That's yeah. it, uh-huh. yeah. Yep. I'm kind of indifferent. Like... I think she's kind of the same in every movie that she I've seen. She is absolutely the same in every movie. <laughs> you know? Absolutely the exact same in every movie. When you hire Aquafina, you hire her to be Aquafina. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. It just I depends also, on if you like that character or not. I mean, we can say right. the same thing about a lot of our favorites, like fucking sure. Christopher Walken or whoever. Yeah, Walken, uh, Walken, I think, certainly brings more to his performances, but it, you know what you're getting when you're getting Christopher Walken. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't think it helps the cop parts that I'm not the hugest Aquafina fan, but uh, she does some funny stuff. I mean, her delivery at times is funny. I don't think that's the problem entirely. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it's really just that they, they don't they don't tie it up right for me. Like, it seems it. clear you, you want to bring down the system, uh, and, and that should be it. And it would be actually, I feel like they're, there must have been written in there like a, a uh, Dracula slaughters a whole bunch of police officers type of thing going on, right? Mm-hmm. But could be y- you can't show that. But we do. I mean, the chief of police does get killed or whatever by Ben, ben Schwartz, <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> which I guess you know, is their way of doing the like, oh, we took out the head, you know, we eliminated oh, yeah. the problem. problem solved, right? It's like, well. <laughs> probably bigger than that yeah probably you know, a little bigger. one problem that i have with with aquafina and i want to see what you think about this one problem that i have with her character that i'm at odds with uh-huh. is that i both really enjoy and also don't enjoy that there wasn't any kind of a romance angle between her and renfield right because um, the movie incidentally sort of sets it up and then doesn't follow through and it's like i don't want it to do that but don't even set it up like, don't even pretend like there might be some interest here. Right. Just let them yeah. be pals that are both working toward the same goal. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's cool. And, you know, God knows we don't need another damsel in distress needs to right, get saved exactly. by the powerful guy, um, you know, movie trope. We don't need more of that in the no. world as it is. So part of me appreciates that it's like, wow, you can just have a male and female character in a movie. They don't have to be romantically interested Absolutely. in each other. They can just uh-huh. work and do the job together. And that's fine. That's good. Yeah. Um, but then part of me is like the fact that there wasn't any kind of, you know, long lasting romantic angle between those two kind of makes her character in the cop storyline even more pointless to the story right <laughs> exactly yeah like they 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 really should have set it up in a way where they their interests align because they both want to take down these powerful you know entities that they can't take down without one another they are friends friends who can help each other 
in their attempts to do similar things. Uh, and that, that ending would, you know, that would work more. And then you wouldn't really, ha- I, I feel like I wouldn't have the same level of complaint about the cop storyline. Cause it would be like, Oh, I see what they're doing, mm-hmm. but whether or not, you know, that, that stuff is very entertaining because there are jokes, but a lot of the jokes are few and far between. Cause there's a whole lot of fucking exposition about her, her dad cop. Her dad was a cop who got like beaten to death by these drug dealers. Yeah, it's like, yeah, brutal. It's just a little too dark for the movie where a man shits his guts out. Like <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that is a little bit. That is a little bit dark in a movie where a guy uh, eats an ant farm to get superpowers right. and rip a guy's arms off. Yes, <laughs> but it, it it's good if you take down that system that allowed that to happen at the end but you don't do that so really all we get is she gets one person who who did that gets killed while she's not there <laughs> like she doesn't even get like revenge you know uh, uh, yeah. yeah eating on a bug man there's some, some bugs get chewed down on this and they i'll sure tell you even a lot of the bugs were practical. Like he had really? like, yeah, like fucking dried crickets and stuff that he was uh-huh. eating in a lot of those shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they actually did real bugs in this. You ever eat a bug before, Steve? Sure. Yeah. I've had Chipolinas. Um, Hell yeah. Mm-hmm, I've had some Me stuff too. with like cricket, cricket flour and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, dude. Like a good no. guacamole with some nicely seasoned Chipolinas on top. Mm-hmm. You got to have a good time, man. You will. That's all you over will. Mexico. Uh-huh. It's great. Absolutely. I love the setting of New Orleans for the story to take place in. I mean, there's yeah. obviously a lot of vampire lore tied up in New sure. Orleans with yeah, Anne yeah. Rice's stuff and a lot of other stories, but it's also just such a it's just such a fucking cool town, man. New Orleans is really neat. And uh they really got to have some fun with a lot of the sets and the way they dressed a lot right. of these sets up in this yeah. like hyper cartoonish ridiculous way man like right. whenever they go to uh yeah the big bar fight scene has that gigantic like skull thing with frankenstein yeah, um, and the werewolf and the invisible uh-huh. man and shit on it like yeah. way over the top i love it yeah the the references to universal monsters though are kind of like i mean i know why they're doing it because it's universal and Universal yeah. wanted this to be a part of their big new monster movie lineup or whatever. Uh, but, like, do we really need them wearing wolf masks And when they come in and his last name is Lobo? Like, I do like the, the aesthetic of the stuff you're saying behind you. But, like, are yeah. they trying to imply that there's some werewolfery going on? Okay. So, well, here's what's fun about that. Yeah. So, yeah, it is definitely very over the top. Yeah. The but masks in, are cool. I'm not complaining about cool. the masks. They're very cool. Yeah. In classic Dracula lore, he's got control over the beasts and stuff. Right. Primarily yeah. wolves. I mean, yes. listen to how they uh-huh. sing the creatures of the night, right? Okay, From like gotcha. Stokers. So the fact that he ends up controlling the wolves is kind of an extension of Dracula powers. Okay. All right. I kind of like right. that. That works. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love Dracula's lair in that abandoned hospital and his like throne yeah, cool. with all the blood bags behind him. Yeah, that that <laughs> that throne setup is cool. It's like it's all aesthetic. Like there's no reason to do that, but it looks hell no. cool as hell. Yeah. But it looks so cool, man. Yeah. And that's when we get to see him in the uh they call it the Picasso form where he's like all deformed and his face is like right. falling apart when he's like really decrepit. Uh-huh. That looked so fucking sick, man. It does, yeah. And that's, that's real. Like 
that's Nicolas Cage in a full, mm-hmm. you know, eight you hour tell. long application. Yeah, it, looks it looks so fucking great, man. Yeah. Uh, and when he's like, when they, the burnt form, when he first gets burnt, that's all cool too. That's yeah, a I robot, like dude. Like when it? he's charred to a crisp and he's kind of glowing with the embers under his, uh, you know, charred skin. That's a fucking robot. That's wow. Real. Okay, cool. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad they, they put so much effort into trying to do as much practical as possible, even knowing you're you're going for comic booky in the end, so you can cover stuff up. Uh, so that's, to do that's it so kind of the thing. Yeah. That, that's weird, is that they did so much stuff in this very practical, but then uh-huh. kind of like with some of the blood shots and even, even that shot with uh, uh, the burnt robot guy, it mm-hmm. definitely looks like they went in and digitally enhanced stuff in post, maybe painted onto right. it at times. Yeah. So it looks less practical. Yes, it does. Kind of a weird choice to like yeah, go through all the choice. effort of making yeah. it practical and then kind of make it look CGI-ish yeah. at times. I mean, this is just a Hollywood constant fuck up. I mean, they did it with the 2011 Thing remake too. They had all practical effects mm. and then just went in and replaced it all with CGI. Like, like why? I, I just don't think that... I don't know. I For the longest time, I, I, I thought, like, oh, it's just because they're idiots. Like, their failed son, Cokeheads, who their, their dads put them in charge of, uh, you know, 21st Century Fox or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It seems almost like it's it's a, it's a measure to keep the unions down just mm. like you can be replaced at any moment in fact we'll replace your your work for no reason how about that yeah so <laughs> that might be it because you know as as dumb as they are they're also evil so that's fun that's good that's yeah good <laughs> i like that this is a horror comedy that never really gets super serious i mean there, there's some stuff no, in there that really. gets dark no. like like you said whenever they're talking yeah, about their dark, dad getting but, beat yeah. to death but it never reaches that like, oh yeah, this is just not fun for you know twenty minutes of the movie. No, no. it never really gets that way. The entire thing is just—it's like right at ninety minutes of just fun, gory, stupid shit. And uh, I like it for that. I like that it never took itself too seriously or had to have that really emotional dark moment where shit gets real. Yeah, and that's—I mean. That's also, uh, I'm having trouble coming up with much to talk about. Other yeah, it's, than, it's a very straightforward movie. Right, it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty much like, other than the fact that, you know, it was rewritten uh, after The Mummy failed and rewritten, honestly, to be more like what we do in The Shadows. Yes. This is, yeah, it's clear why this movie is what it is. They wanted. As you said, the central premise, what if Renfield wanted to get away from this relationship? Like Yeah, yeah. Um that's funny. I mean, you're already you're already working in the funny area and they they do a good job of of keeping up the humor as they go. It uh as you said, it doesn't ever get too serious. The the cop parts at times are just kind of boring and expositional, but not yes. not exactly serious. So yeah, it, it, it maintains uh, a pretty good tone, even though, yeah, as I've said, I have some issues with 
with the ending, but I think I know why they did it. It's just happier. It's it's better for a comedy. And of course, uh, Universal Pictures isn't going to piss off all the police in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like that it wraps up as tidy as it does. It feels very much like this is not a movie that they're going to be trying to milk for a sequel or make oh, a fucking I hope not. trilogy out of or anything. Yeah, as much as I'd love to see standalone. more Nick Cage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, if they brought back Nick Cage, I'd watch a sequel. Why wouldn't Fuck, I? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Of course. Yeah. But, but it doesn't have to. It, it can be kind of wrapped it, yeah. up as it is right. to me. Yeah, I wonder about that original script and just how much darker and more serious it was supposed to be. Well, it was set in Detroit, so we already know Whoa, it's more that's serious. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's more serious in <laughs> yeah, Detroit, man. That should absolutely. be their fucking slogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, the moving it to New Orleans is an obvious, like, oh, we can get more, like, campy with the background. We can have much more, like, big, huge imagery, more colors and stuff. Uh, it's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And it just moves by quick, man. It's, it, it does. It's not a tough it's one to watch. Easy to watch movie. There's funny stuff. There's great gore. I, I'm with you. I could live without the police storyline and all that jazz. But mm-hmm. in a 90 minute movie, it's still not that much. It's not that much. No, it is still largely you're dealing with Nicholas Holt and Nick Cage and Ben Schwartz. Uh, Man, and that stuff's all good. I watched all those special features, and I, I loved the movie more after that, honestly. It was one of those where when you see the well, amount of like yeah. thought and care that went into so many aspects of it, and watch some of the the crazy deleted scenes. Like If you think the movie's pretty zany and all over the place anyway, there was like an entire five-minute long dance sequence that got cut out of the movie. Like after he oh, really? leaves the Yeah, after Renfield leaves the bar fight, and he's kind of walking on cloud nine because, you know, he's learned how to stand up for himself and shit. Right. Like, he's, like, walking down the streets in New Orleans and kind of, like, does a little dance to himself. And then he's swinging off light poles and people are joining in. And, like, okay, it's this huge, that, that elaborate have dance That Okay, that would have immediately increased my enjoyment of the film. It made it way, like, a break from reality. Yeah. Which, this movie is a it, break from reality. Yeah. So, I don't think it would have been out of place or weird or anything. No. No, I think, yeah, I think the studio made a lot of choices that hurt this more than anything. Because, clearly, the people... You know, I, I'm glad you watched those behind-the-scenes, too, because I didn't have time. And I, I knowing that everything they were going for was essentially practical doing everything they could as practical as possible is that uh, that adds value in my estimation to the film totally man absolutely i agree man uh there's also a funny bit at the top of this that got cut whenever they're doing that uh that intro fight scene with the, mm-hmm. the priest and they got you know dracula in the confinement circle and shit right right uh-huh you know, Dracula's floating in there, and he's telling Renfield, like, oh, save me, I, I'm the only one that cares about you, you know, you need me, and all this jazz. Uh, there's a bit where the priest guy goes, Renfield, uh, you have to help us, you know, stop him, uh, and then you can join with us, the the most trusted organization in history, the Catholic Church. <laughs> and Renfield kind of makes his face like, ugh, and that's when he, like, slides the shoe into the circle and breaks it. <laughs> it was really funny the way it was played out, it was really good. <laughs> okay i'm into that that's funny yeah man yeah Fun that, it so- sounds like yeah they they cut some stuff that really would have just improved the film and there's no reason if you gotta listen if you have a dance sequence in your movie and you cut it it must be because there were other dance sequences in the movie and they were better 
Like, right. I don't need a dance sequence in every movie, but if it feels appropriate to you and you throw it in, keep Slam it, it in. I want yep. it. Yeah. It's elaborate too, man. Like there is a entire squad of dancers. There's people in like bug costumes that he dances with. It's all over the place. That's cool. Yeah. It's a shame they cut that out. That that definitely they should they should have like a a longer version. Just throw that back in. I know, man. But at the end of the day, it's totally worth watching this ninety minute movie to see Nicolas Cage as Dracula throw the Mm -hmm. horns and scream Hail Satan before he gets killed. (laughs) Come on. That's definitely a Nick Cage choice, right? (laughs) There's no way that was in the script, right? There's no fucking way, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fun one. I'll rewatch it again for sure, man. Is it the best horror comedy ever? No, it's not up to like, it's not up to like Shaun of the Dead level and stuff. Uh, Is it the best vampire movie ever? No, but it's a really fun fun exploration of that relationship between those two characters. Uh, So I enjoyed it a lot. I would agree. What what you going to slap on this one? Man, for me, I'm, I'm gonna say this one is like, uh, it's like a seven for me. Strong enjoyment. I ahead of time guessed that you were going ah. to say seven. Sucker for um, vampires. I'm a, I, I'm a little bit lower than you. Uh, I think it's above average, uh, and definitely has a lot of enjoyable elements. Uh, I have my issues with the, the, you know, story and how everything comes together or whatever. What, but the bits that are good are so good. The Nick Cage bits can't be missed. So, for me, it's like a six, six and a half. Well, there you go, guys. Let us know your thoughts about this and over on our social media outlets, our Facebook group, which is the best way to chill out with your boys, but also on the Instagram and all the other places what you can find us. Just use our link tree page right. and you'll be able to track us down, including access to our Patreon page. If you're just like, damn, they told me about that vampire movie so good, I want to give them money as tribute. That's right. Yeah, head on over to patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Become a patron on any level. You get access to all of our Patreon-exclusive episodes, including the recent uh, uh, Treehouse of Horror episode with uh, Emily and the ha- uh, Hellrankers of Halloween, a.k.a. Hallowankers. Um, if oh. you become a patron on a $5 level, you get to submit a movie to the Smoking Bowl. Then we draw from the Smoking Bowl once a month. Then we cover the movie that we draw from the Smoking Bowl. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's right. Next movie it could be yours, but actually, if you're a listener of the show, the next movie is yours. That's right. Yeah, we had a vote over on our Facebook group, and um, the top two vampire movies that got votes are going to be covered on the show in the next couple weeks. So yeah. you did this. <laughs> Which is why next week we are talking about Fright Night 20. 20- 11 the remake of fright night we did the og you're so Uh cool brewster on the show many years ago i remember watching this one man i mean way before the show even started it was like quite a while back that i saw this but i've only seen it the one time and i don't remember much about it other than uh what's his name hunky boy yeah colin farrell's Mm -hmm. in there right yep Mm mm-hmm yeah, it is. It is a stacked cast, and uh, other than some some not great CGI, mm. I've seen it a couple times, and I've enjoyed it both times. Okay. So I'm excited right. to talk about it. I actually might try to watch the original and the new one. Oh yeah, so I that's get a good, a good call. comparison. Yeah, you know? uh huh. Good, good idea. Yeah. Well, we'll find out about that one on the next installment of the show. So be sure to stay tuned to the podcast with the podcast hosts of the podcast. Me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. 
where we will be dead and lovely next week on the podcast as we were this week on the podcast. 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 Bye. Now listen here. Okay. I know this ain't a popular opinion to be talking about in the public eye and all. All right. But you know that I ain't all about them teaching our kids about being trains in school. You know, they're doing oh. this now. They're talking about trains this, trains that in our schools. Oh. And I'm just not here for it. All right. Okay. Why not? Why are you anti-train? Well, I picked up my boy from school. The other day, and they was talking to these kids about being trains and stuff. Uh-huh. And that no good teacher his knows damn well my daddy was killed by a train 33 <laughs> years ago. Now they're trying to teach our kids about becoming trains? What, so, you want to become a train? So you're anti-trains because a, a, a train killed your pappy. My right. pappy... Worked hard for the railroad for 20-odd years. Ended up getting killed by trains. That's why I'm anti-trains. Listen, I mean, I think this uh, is a full situation where you completely understand what's going on, and you are in the right. Right? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Damn trains, like they I'm killed your happy. Telling people not to be whoever they are to be comfortable in this world or nothing like that. I ain't got no problem with nothing like that. But don't go becoming a train. Trains kill people like my pappy. (laughs) (laughs) See, you're in support of all these anti-trains laws out here. I was kind of thinking about it, and I was like, maybe this is just a big misunderstanding with all these they Southerners. Hate trains because a train killed their pappy. Yeah, yeah. They put down the railroad tracks in my hometown, and I had to move. They relocated my family farm. Fuck trains. <laughs> you talking about the thing that killed my mama when I bit to pick her up at prison? <laughs> Hell no, I don't want my kid becoming no train.